1: That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose
0: your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind,
1: the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA.
0: Hello, you are listening to the podcast of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron.
1: I am Steve Curran.
0: It's the first show that's, uh, that where you've cost me money actually. I'm just completing my <laughs> checkout, Steve. I've spent <laughs> 1 pounds uh, 88 of my Steam balance and 1 pounds and 1 pence on PayPal. Earning 356 Steam points along the way. My balance, crikey, My balance is 98,000 Steam points. What does that mean? Don't know. I'm almost I'm almost a millionaire. What can you do with Steam points? I can use your points in the point shop. Um, we'll come back to that. Um, we will.
1: We'll find out. I, I wonder how well it plays with the Steam Deck. It's very mouse controlled. Uh,
0: yes, well, that was my concern when we were talking about it. But I believe uh, you can just use the touchscreen. So
1: let's see. Might work perfectly. We'll find out. We've got a lot to deal with this, um, this podcast intro because we have the thing that I said we were going to do yep. during the show. Uh, yep. We've got an extra bonus letter. We have yep. also um, an update on last week's podcast That's intro. That's what I
0: was hoping for. Honestly, I was so excited to get into the shed this evening just to find out um, exactly what the repercussions were. Over to you, Steve. The update is
1: no repercussions, no acknowledgement, nothing.
0: Silence. In a way, that's worse, isn't it? That's the worst That's the worst of all outcomes, isn't it? It is. It is. Because you know he knows. Does he, he knows know? you know. But does he? I know you both know.
1: Can we ever bank on someone listening to One Life Left?
0: It seems very active in the Discord. I would have thought that, at the very least, that would be your price of entry.
1: Do you know, he's not been active for a week. Maybe something's happened. <laughs> Well, I I will update again next week. Or if you want live updates, join our Discord. Okay. Uh, well, best of luck with that.
0: Yeah, I do hope that there is some resolution, and I hope that it's I, think, I hope that it's happy and that everyone is happy.
1: I'm sure. I'm because, sure they will be
0: because it makes my hands sweat thinking about it.
1: You put the podcast intro together.
0: I did, and I asked you during it whether it was okay, and you said yes. I don't question you, Steve.
1: How, you should.
0: How many times have you been wrong? I'm trying to work out how many times you've been wrong about something.
1: Well, we'll find out whether you like this game next week. Actually, I no, don't I think you will like this game, so I'd be right about that if you... Okay. I'd be wrong about it if you like it.
0: How many times have I stopped people hitting you? It's 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 like twice, isn't it? Is it? Isn't it? <laughs> it's, 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 it is, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's more than once, but not... All right, but how many... And, it's been, and it hasn't happened for a
1: while. Okay, but how many How many times have I escorted you out of a nightclub <laughs> because men didn't like you so much that they put drugs in your drink?
0: Oh, yes, or they like me too much and they want to take
1: me home. Okay, let's get on with the letter. Uh, de- 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 Kazula. Zuba. Mm. Uh, wrote our first letter this week and it was about the podcast so we thought logically we should put it in the podcast intro Uh, hello team and possible ssg the adverts that accompany your podcast are very interesting there's one with a famous comedian promoting a healthy life for your pets one about joining a business school and another about trapped wind the one that grabbed my interest was one about female hygiene and thrush i don't know how the algorithm works but i think it's off target. My question this week is, has there ever been anything in the industry that's missed its target audience? More interestingly, has there been anything that missed the target and was hugely successful as a result? Love the show. Zuba.
0: Do we know whether Zuba has thrush?
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. Well, he says it's off target, so I guess not. Okay. And, you know, I think an advert about a lot of hot air, or a lot of air... <laughs> it's very appropriate. It's it? uh, very comfortably uh within the show. Um uh off target things. Uh th- um p- uh, E3 parties and uh press events uh where they have been um uh there are a couple of examples. Uh the press launch for Catherine uh, seems to ring a bell for being um uh frowned upon. Um and then there were some dancers at a Microsoft party were there recently. Mm. Not recently uh, there haven't been any parties for three years. <laughs> um, in a time, yeah, uh, they certainly miss their mark. I, I, I mean, as far as we're concerned, none of these adverts are missing their mark because we get paid regardless. So, uh, thank you for listening. I think that's it, Steve. Isn't it? It's a long show. We should crack on. Yeah, we
1: should get on with it. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, here's the show. <laughs> Welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Stee Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And we are a video game radio show. That means for the next hour or so, we're going to be talking about video games. Isn't that right, Simon? 100% video games.
0: <laughs> All f- killer, no filler. That's us.
1: Yeah, so talking of filler, uh, how's your week, man?
0: Uh, it's been good, is not it? I've... um. I've enjoyed the very long weekend. I um, I went to see Alan Partridge on Friday evening uh, at the O2. That was good fun. Uh, I've just got back uh, from my sisters just outside Bristol. Been down there for the uh, last couple of days, uh, which has been really good. They live um, on a farm in the middle of nowhere, right next to a um, one of those big, Electricity generating windmills, which I walked up to this morning. Oh wow! How was that experience? What was that?
1: How did that feel?
0: Yeah, it was good. I mean, I'm not sure what I was expecting because you know, you you walk un- up to it and you are stood under a big windmill, and that's <laughs> and that's it. Like there isn't anything else going on. I was hoping that you might be able to get in it, um, but there were some fences up <laughs> that stopped you. Uh, but you know, it was nice being up up close to one. Mm. Very big. Okay, um,
1: that's that's good, Simon. I'm glad you had a had a new experience this weekend. Um, what, did, I, what did you do? Well, unfortunately, it turns out that um, the the Jubilee weekend, which we've all been celebrating this weekend, um, this long weekend, uh, grants nurseries two days off, which means uh, the Thursday and Friday was not my own, uh, but instead, you know, I had my child gifted to me for those two days and unfortunately uh, the way freelance work works and that's what my partner does is you just have to work the days you have to work so she was working so thursday and friday i had to look after my child which was exhausting uh, uh but i i enjoyed it let's say i enjoyed it we, we had a nice time
0: it doesn't sound like you enjoyed it. Steve. Yeah, no,
1: we did, we did. We had a nice time. We did some Actually, cooking. We went for an adventure. We played lots of video games together, or video game, which I'll talk about later in the show, I guess, as well. Uh, and and yeah, it was it was a good time, but it was not a relaxing time. Is kind of what I'm getting at. It was it's quite exhausting. Um, yeah.
0: It does sound in your ideal world you would like to uh, just hand. Response. So, all bank holidays should be child free. I mean, actually, that's not a bad idea, is it? (laughs) I um, (laughs) I
1: don't know what the argument
0: you're considering. No, no, that's right. I'll I'll vote for you, Steve. Um, I went to uh, my daughter's uh, Jubilee party. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't like jokes at the nursery. I dropped off in the morning and I said, um, so what time do we need to be here? Is it at four or is it from four? She said, from four. I said, okay, cool. I said, um, I said, and do I need to bring the booze or, or, is, it, or is it going to be provided? <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, there'll be teas and coffees. And I went, <laughs> I went okay. Um, but it was good. Uh, you know, it was um, it was a thrill seeing my daughter uh, in her environment. But um, she did. Uh, I've got this uh, odd relationship now with one of my daughter's uh, key workers where uh, for... for For no apparent reason, my daughter said to me, out of nowhere, um, a few weeks ago, and I'm going to redact the name, she said, I'm going to call her Claire, okay? Claire's been married twice. (laughs) (laughs) Came out of nowhere, and I thought, I wondered what the circumstances were where that information was passed on to four-year-olds. hmm why is Claire crying in the corner? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, that's, that's all I that's all I can think of when I see. My, well, lucky you, why, Simon. Why do
1: the children know this? Lucky you. Um, we're still not allowed into our nursery.
0: Oh, this, so this was the first time since COVID. Really? First was time. it? Yep.
1: Yep. Because. Because, you know, my partner's been talking on her WhatsApp groups and said, yeah, so obviously, you know, you know, none of this stuff is happening because of COVID. And it's been like, what? Every other nursery in London, you're allowed in, you can do anything. Our nursery, no long, you can't cross the threshold. The threshold, which, you know, I might add, for a good period of COVID, had a foot bath attached. Did it really? What, for your verrucas? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <Did> <laughs> what is going on down there in London? <laughs>
1: I mean, but doesn't that doesn't this scenario suit you though? Because it is longer without your child. I mean, it? True. I say a foot bath, Simon. It was a it was an in tray fill, filled with uh, uh I, I guess some kind of fluid, some kind of alcohol, perhaps. Which may have solved your problems actually for the drinks drinks available at the Jubilee thing.
0: <laughs> foot booze. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, anyway, yeah, um, we are a video game radio show. Um we'll return to children later in the episode because my daughter's been playing a video game this week. Um, I may I'm editing this week, aren't I? You are Steve. So I was gonna say I may splice in some uh, audio of her reacting to a game. Uh, we'll see whether that's possible later in the show. Um, and we'll also talk about the games that we've been playing. Simon, have you been playing any games over this long weekend? I have been playing games over this long weekend, yes. Okay, excellent. Me too. I've been playing, I think I've played quite a few, but there's one in particular I really, really, really want to talk about. So I'm looking forward to talking about that, ranting about that in the review section at the end. We have had some letters, including a letter from a new letter writer as well. Did you see that, Simon? Uh, I did. I'm I'm opening Gmail now, Steve. So exciting. And uh, we will have the news as well. And guess what? I've found three news stories. Oh, come on. I know. God save the Queen. (laughs) God save the Queen, indeed. Did you watch the Jubilee? Let's talk about that later. Talk about Jubilee activities later in our Any Other Business section, because we don't have a super special guest this week. Regular listeners will be surprised to hear. All right, Simon, uh, I have three stories. I don't know if they're any good or not. You have how many? Four. Four, okay. Uh, I guess you should go first then.
0: Okay, so uh, regular listeners will know, or, or even if you just if your first show was last week, you will know. Uh, we discussed our thoughts on the new Sonic game. Mm. Well, VideoGamesChronicle.com writes, uh, Andy Robinson, fans have called on Sega to delay Sonic Frontiers following their criticism of a recent gameplay reveal. Hashtag Delay Sonic Frontiers was briefly trending on Twitter this week after many Sonic fans took to the social media platform to vent their disappointment over the first video showing the game in action. Sega has partnered with website IGN this month to debut the first look at the upcoming open world Sonic game. So far it's published a 7 minute open world video and another video focused on combat. The footage appears to have received a significant amount of criticism from the series most engaged fans. At the time of publishing, IGN's gameplay premiere has nearly 50 thousand dislikes on YouTube
1: I thought compared. we weren't doing dislikes on
0: YouTube anymore oh that's I that a, a good thing. question alright okay well hang on a minute I'll jump to that in a second um okay. Yeah, 50,000 dislikes on YouTube compared to 72,000 likes, while the combat footage has 19,000 dislikes compared to 35,000 likes. Meanwhile, thousands of users used the delay site Frontiers hashtag on Twitter, according to the platform's own analytics, which caused it to briefly trend this week. Key amongst fans' criticism of Frontiers are what they're calling stiff animations, a sparse game world, and the perceived lack of momentum from the titular player character. Sonic Frontiers looks like they made an open-world game automated, wrote YouTuber Lonely Goomba. It's so (laughs) weird. (laughs) That gameplay demo had so many dash panels into springs and automation. I'm nervous about this game. That demo did not look great. I'm one of the biggest Sonic fans on planet Earth, but this gameplay did not do it for me, said Sam procrastinates in his own video reaction. Based on this video, I'm worried for Sonic Frontiers I was so excited. I've waited five years for this and I'm not happy. I'm very been there, done that. He added, if this is what Sonic is going to be like for the next 10 years, then we're in trouble.
1: <laughs> how much trouble are we in? Can we're we in just trouble. not buy it? Isn't yeah. that the solution yeah. to this peril? Yeah,
0: so you're, how do they know then? How does How does Andy, you're right, I can see 75,000 thumbs up. And I can see a dislike button that I can push. I didn't dislike it though, mm. um, but I can't see. Oh, that's interesting. I would. Um... There's more to this story than meets the eye.
1: Hmm. Wait, if there's a dislike button there, then what's it for?
0: Oh, so you can say that you dislike it, but it's it's not public information, is it? Okay. So you, I don't know. You can register your disgust. Where's the we're in trouble button? <laughs> that to me Uh, i don't want to have to play this for the next 10 years sega exactly i'll have a poke around on that one steve thanks for your insight there
1: Mm, no problem simon i thought you were going to go to a different sega story uh this week have you got that one as well
0: uh yeah why don't you why don't you go for it
1: well uh vicky blake contributor to eurogamer writes on eurogamer.net Sega considered a Dreamcast or Saturn Mini, but it would have been a difficult and expensive process, says in quotes. Keep dreaming. So, regular listeners to the show, or even listeners to the previous show, uh, will know that Sega, presumably, the other night, announced the thing that we said they were going to announce, you know, and we were all going to stay up for, and we speculated what that thing might be. Indeed, the internet had been speculating – and our feeling, and the internet's feeling, was it was going to happen. Wasn't it, Simon? A Dreamcast Mini.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. I went to bed happy the night of the reveal, knowing full well I didn't I needn't stay up,
1: because the internet had told me that's what was happening. But the internet, not for the first time, was wrong. Instead, <laughs> the most underwhelming of announcements a Mega Drive 2. We've had one... You you bought it. You bought it. You bought it, and you used it once. Now, imagine if you could buy another one and use that once as well. If you've not learned from your mistakes, get ready because there's a Mega Drive Mini Two uh, coming. Uh, Simon, do you know much about the the? Uh, why should we buy this? The Mini Two
0: uh, because it's got some Mega CD games on it.
1: Hmm. Great. Yep. No thirty two X games uh, because that would. Well, uh, because that would fall victim to the same reason they're not doing a Saturn or a Dreamcast. Why is that, Simon? Too expensive, Steve. Too expensive, and specifically uh, because of the post-pandemic and post-semiconductor shortage. Uh, The pandemic has, you know, had a cascading impact on the pricing and availability of semiconductors, and as such, they haven't been able to make the internal gubbins complicated enough to run... Dreamcast and Saturn and 32X games, so instead we're stuck with old Mega Drive games as uh, already. Um, so yeah, uh, that's really, really genuinely disappointing, although I'm not sure why we're disappointed, because as discussed last time, we both would have bought it uh, and played it once and then stuck it away somewhere.
0: It's saved us money, this has,
1: hasn't it? Well, I'm certainly not buying a Mega Drive Mini 2. That said, I didn't buy the Mega Drive Mini 1, so maybe I should? Maybe they're just sending giving out, me a yeah.
0: Chance. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I've got no interest in this, so uh, yeah, we should move on. Let's move on. Uh, VideoGamesChronicle.com. Andy Robinson wrote: Capcom has debuted the first Street Fighter VI gameplay, which confirms that the sequel is set to include what's Steve?
1: It's going to include well. So I think I've got a follow-up story to this, so I already know okay. that... How uh, do you? Well, I know it's going to include a new character, Luke, from Street Fighter V DLC. Okay. Who uh, apparently is... Well, fans say he's modelled on Jake Paul. Um, I'm not sure. Tell me, Simon.
0: It's what everybody... What's the one thing everybody screams for in a Street Fighter game? Uh,
1: what does everyone's... Uh, a career mode...
0: It's a single-player adventure mode. There we go. I was sort of right. Exactly. I think this is in response to the uh,
1: to the Edge review, which was, if only you could talk to the characters. <laughs> well, there's always been, you know, a sort of single-player. There's been a single-player mode, and, you know, each Street Fighter character has their own plot to play through. So what's different this time?
0: Well, I, what I hope would be different is that they, is they they enlist Sir Charles Cecil to bring in some... <laughs> puzzles. Some, some puzzles, exactly. Yikes. That's what you want in the single-player adventure mode, don't you? Uh, okay. Yes, so first shown during a PlayStation State of Play broadcast this Thursday, the gameplay trailer confirmed a 2023 release window on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S and PC. Powered by Capcom's proprietary RE Engine, Street Fighter VI spans three distinct game modes, including fighting ground world tour and battle hub capcom said the experience also includes innovative new gameplay features plus enhanced visuals for every aspect of the game in addition to new gameplay innovations street fighter 6 celebrates what fans fans love about the franchise by uniting core modes from previous titles including arcade mode online matches training modes local versus battles and more to the fighting ground experience. Um, From iconic world warriors like Ryu and Chun-Li to the final addition to the Street Fighter V roster, Luke, and the new expert stroke... So the expert breakdancer stroke drunken boxer, Jamie. Players will have a wide range of fighting styles and skills to master. He sounds fun, doesn't he? The expert breakdancer stroke (laughs) drunken boxer. What will his special move be? Uh, Doing the caterpillar, then swinging from a whiskey (laughs) bottle. (laughs) Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting was that Street Fighter Six will feature a new optional control type with simplified inputs, Capcom said. They're dumbing it down, Steve. They're dumbing it down. Good. What? Good. Push X to spinning bird kick. I don't
1: think so. Okay, so that's not what they're saying, although maybe that is in there. But honestly, I you know, I played Street Fighter V, found it quickly overwhelming and uh, dropped out of it. And I think... All of these games speaks to that. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but my philosophy or my feeling about games like FIFA, where it's fundamentally impossible for us to play. We talked about this with eSports, sports uh, e What's that Kanami one called? E-footy. Um, yeah. yeah, e-footy. Uh, we talked about <laughs> that. You know that it's <laughs> it's impossible with FIFA to have a game between two friends uh, anymore because one friend will be better at FIFA than the other, and they'll win. Um, it's too much a measure of skill rather in the old days where you'd take half an hour to warm up and get good at the game and then you'd have a good time. Um, and yeah, I'd like a game of Street Fighter where I can bring people round and not spend, you know, a, a, an hour, two hours, three hours with them learning and still not getting as good as I am. And when I say me, I mean not me because I'm not good <laughs> <Sally>. at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pushing extra to spinning my kick. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm surprised that um, that's not had uh, more of a reaction online because I think that is potentially... You know, this is a game where people count frames and animations and stuff like that, and so... But
1: that's fine. uh, Like, you'll still always be better at, without using... Well, for a start, you could restrict those controls, not be allowed in certain modes and blah, blah, blah. It's no different to... I'm sure there'll be hacks and program pads and all of that sort of stuff. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Secondly, like... I imagine if you are better uh, which I'm not which you're not and which I'm not uh, you'll (laughs) want the freedom of of those sort of half frame timings which won't be available inside the pre-programmed Simplified I'll be pu- I'll
0: trans. be I'll be playing the uh, the immersive single player mode actually, Steve, which is going to be uh, so. Um, what is an, an emotional. I don't know. So are, are we where- expecting
1: a a kind of? So when I imagine it, right? Presumably, if this is a new feature, it isn't what it used to be, which is you fight a character, you get a bit of story, you fight another character, you get a bit of story. Presumably, they're talking about a. I don't know. Is there a small three D environment like Yakuza? You wander around and then you get into a fight with someone.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't really? know, but. Uh, Well, it'll be fascinating to see, you know, maybe they'll kill off one of the characters.
1: uh, (laughs) Maybe that is a good segue into my new story, which is again written by Vicky Blake. Street Fighter 6 leak has shown us, quote, things we weren't supposed to see, says Capcom.
0: Isn't that the definition of a leak?
1: (laughs) True. Well, I thought this was about... Do you remember a while ago on the show, we talked about the trailer for Street Fighter VI and there was some people saying it showed a little bit too much of Ryu. Oh,
0: yes. That's... Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes.
1: I I clicked on this quite, you know, (laughs) with some eagerness to find out what was going on here. But it turns out not to be about that. Uh, it says here, in the wake of the game's appearance on Thursday's PlayStation State of Play presentation, images purporting to be of 22 Street Fighter 6 characters, many of whom had yet to be formally revealed, popped up online, including all eight world warriors from Street Fighter 2. Is that a surprise that they include the eight <laughs> guys from the original? Is that not what they usually do, at least yeah. eventually? Yeah. doesn't seem that surprising to me. Um... Yeah, so... Uh, oh, but this article goes on to say, there's a glimpse at a battle hub, what looks like exploration of Metro City. Mm. So that sounds like what I'm talking about, doesn't it? Wander around, get into fights. And a release window of 2023.
0: Why are they showing these games off so early? I mean, I didn't I didn't watch the PlayStation State of Play either. It was on too late. It started at 11 o'clock, Steve.
1: That's too late.
0: What What starts at 11 o'clock? Nothing. Mm, um, uh, yeah definitely nothing in my world. I was I was trying to catch up on um on uh the news via recaps and, and and many of them were showing games that were out in 2023.
1: The thing is that's not that far away is it? It's like 9 months. Less than 9 months. It's like 7 months.
0: I mean it feels like a long months. time away.
1: It's 6 months away. It's getting shorter by the moment.
0: But what but what <laughs> what ge- But what games are coming out this year? That's what I want to know.
1: Demos of those games, maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean you you get them. I don't know. I don't know. Right, your next news story, I think. La 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 la.
0: So this is from Jordan Midler, uh, written today as we record, from videogamescritical.com. A new analysis has suggested it could cost players up to a hundred and ten. $1000 in order to fully upgrade a character in Diablo Immortal via microtransactions in a video by bellula news as reported by game Rant, its analysis suggests that the highest tier legendar- legendary gems a premium currency in the game which can be used to upgrade a character in the post game can't currently be earned by players who don't pay for them with real money thus fully upgrading a post game character would cost $110,000 worth of gems, the analysis claims. What makes this worse is that currently players can't purchase legendary gems outright. Instead, they are dropped from legendary crests, which are the game's loot boxes. As explained in a Reddit thread, the amount of money necessary to completely max out a character could, even be, more, could be even more than previously estimated, as there's a whole level of upgrades that only unlocks once a player has managed to get their five-star gems to rank 10. Doing this is estimated to cost up to $40,000 in loot boxes, according to the thread. Once a player does this, they unlock resonating boards, which, while not yet achieved, were shown in preview images, uh, which seem to imply that the player would have to repeat the process of upgrading their five-star gems to rank 10 several times, adding further potential thousands of dollars should the user choose to spend Uh, Diablo Immortals loot boxes have seen the game not launch in the Netherlands or Belgium due to the strict loot box laws in those regions. The games which launched on mobile and as an open beta on PC this week was briefly available to pre-register on Apple and Google Play app stores in the Netherlands and Belgium but was removed after a few days. So that's, you know, this sounds like everything we know and love about Diablo, doesn't it, Steve? (laughs)
1: It's a different form of grinding, isn't it? It's grinding oh. in real life to be able to afford your bills for your fancy, fancy character. And I it's mean, not even- new, is it? It's not new. It's not like this model has existed for a decade now um, and is it is what it is. It's hiding that you have to pay to upgrade your character, the pay-to-win aspect behind this thin gameplay-like Um, uh, roulette Uh, you know, you open your loot box or you spin the wheel and you get this upgrade and you've essentially paid for that or committed a ludicrous amount of time which might as well be money as well Um, and you don't really realise you're spending That's that's the trick and your explanation then of what the heck was going on, I have no idea and that's the point right you hide it behind this mechanic and this mechanic and this mechanic and this name and this currency and this thing and at some point, you slip in the fact that you've got to pay £88,000, uh, as it says in the Eurogamer news story that I was going uh, to do, <laughs> to win at the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously neither of us are going to play this. Uh, but still, I, you know, you can't help but think <laughs> that everybody... Because there was a huge uh, uproar when this was originally announced um, a few years ago. Uh, and it looks like everybody's nightmares have come true. Obviously, it's in a beta at the moment, so some things are subject to change. But just yeah, I mean, even I couldn't keep up with what I was saying. Mm. Um, so, so let me let
1: me take the other angle on this as well, uh, which is, so uh, as we said, these mechanics have existed for a long time. And while I said you've got to pay eighty eight thousand pounds to win, uh, to 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 you know to beat the game, that's not true, is it? You can beat the game without investing that amount of money indeed one of your things you said was post-game and actually all of this post-game content is usually just showing off on the internet right having the most powerful character and throwing more and more money at that so you can be the one everyone admires and looks to which really is kind of like real life like just buying you know junk jewelry or fast cars or whatever so you can show off in front of your mates there so is that any different i i don't know uh, secondly i saw a friend of the show simon carlos tweet this week that um the game has got a really really high ranking on uh, approval ranking on the app stores uh, i think it's like 4.5 stars out of five stars so <laughs> regardless of of what people think about the monetization people are enjoying playing it it seems.
0: Well, there we go. More, more the fool them, I would say. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't uh, comment on it at all, really. But yeah. Well, so that that is surprising. I don't know. Well, maybe then it's a, it's a decent game, marred by these optional extras. But still, the fact as you say that they they ob as you say word obfuscate, uh, obf, obfuscate. Very handy uh, on a radio show. Uh, they obfuscate it so um, deeply.
1: Uh, I think is is a is a worry. Do you remember what skeuomorphism means? Yep. Good. Uh, next next news story. Rare employees are still unlocking achievements for a GoldenEye 007 Xbox port that doesn't exist yet. Again, writes Vicky Blake. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet let alone released but Rare employees seem to be unlocking achievements for an export port of Golden 007 as spotted by our pals over at VGC uh, Xbox Achievement Tracker True Achievements has been tracking the unlocked and public achievements of Big Sheep an alleged Rare developer who's been working through the game since October 2021 the dev has most recently unlocked an achievement called Merciless which allows you, uh, which awards you for killing an unarmed player in multiplayer um, the achievement list which was scooped off Microsoft servers includes 55 new awards and a thousand gamer score for completing the games campaign playing its various multiplayer modes. Achievement artwork even includes screenshots from the classic James Bond shooter. But it's not out yet Simon and it's not even announced and we've been hearing rumours of this for at least a decade
0: Yeah that'll be out on June the 12th then won't it?
1: Will it? What's what's the significance of June the twelfth?
0: Double check. So we're into uh, what used to be E three um, territory, aren't we? And um, State of Play probably uh, kicked some of that off, or certainly did kick some of that off, um, where uh, people will be announcing stuff via various showcases. Jeff will be back in his speedos for his summer <laughs> games festivals. Um, but, uh, yeah, there is um, there is a Microsoft Showcase coming, isn't there? I bet they shadow dropped that during this. Um, let me have a look. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, I can't. There we go. Join Xbox for the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase streaming live on Sunday, June the 12th. I bet you it launches then into Game Pass.
1: Says here, adding more fuel to the speculative is confirmation that GoldenEye 007 is no longer banned in Germany, which many suspect is because GoldenEye 007 may now end up included in the Switch Online expansion pack service. A Microsoft game on a Nintendo console? Is that typical, Simon?
0: Whatever next, uh, we've got... Um, well, Xbox Live runs on Switch, doesn't it? You use an Xbox Live login for Minecraft, Right, of course. Yep, there's that. Um, and Cuphead um, has an Xbox Live link to count. So, uh, you know, there is precedence, Steve.
1: Stranger things have happened, Simon. <laughs>
0: that's right. Well, we shall see. Uh, so that's uh, a that's week today as we record. I wonder what time that is. Maybe we could... Um, we could announce it live in our
1: recorded <laughs> show. We could just we could just pipe the feed into the show and sit back for a while. We could do a kind of One Life Left reacts live thing. That's big on YouTube, isn't it?
0: We could do that actually, and 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 it would just be us going. Told you so. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay. Um, any more news?
0: That's it for the news, Steve. Thanks, Simon. One Life
1: Left video game news with. This can very, You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We've just talked about a load of video games and video game news. We've got video game letters and video game reviews still to come and some gossip about the Jubilee, which is not really video game related, but we'll see what we can do. Uh, we are also a podcast. You can find details of the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com. There you can read the show notes, which this week, I hope, will have been written by our under caretaker, Phil, he was on holiday last week, but I think he's back now, isn't that right, Simon? I hope so, Steve. How was it? Oh, I phoned it in.
0: Did you not read? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it, no. No, of course not, no. Uh, well, you know, Phil, to his credit, listens to the show. Um I'm I'm barely I'm thinking about other things. There's a big fat pigeon outside the shed at the moment <laughs> that's been distracting me. Um <laughs> the cancel game. Um but yeah, so Phil uh, usually provides an accurate description of what uh, listeners can expect. or well, I couldn't be bothered, so I just speculated. <laughs> um, I, I'm a bit annoyed because I did think of a joke afterwards where uh, Phil provided me with the artwork template uh, in order to um, update the podcast visuals. And um, I called it social deduction, which was a reference to something we were talking about in the podcast intro uh, last week uh, when actually what I should have done is just put square brackets insert show name here uh, to make it look like I hadn't done it and I'm annoyed I did try and get it changed but I was a bit too late Jubilee Simon we should talk about the Jubilee
1: yep uh, have you done anything video game related over the Jubilee oh I played Rocket League with the Queen there we go that's that's enough isn't it I, I, did you did you did you do any Jubilee stuff non video game related was I mean do you celebrate some?
0: Do you know what Steve I might surprise you here. I don't have a problem with the royal family um and in fact you know I went out uh, into town on the Thursday and they had there were union jacks everywhere. There was a big screen on showing the trooping of the color to uh, a, a reasonable sized crowd of people who were in good spirits. Um, in town this evening. I can't go because I'm doing this. They've got uh, all the restaurants are doing pavement dining and all that sort of stuff. And and so actually, you know, I think it's easy to sneer at this sort of thing uh, and it can be trendy too. Uh, but I just liked how it, it sort of, it brings everybody together. Um, and so, yes, there are absolute societal problems that this country has that, that fundamentally needs addressing. And I am up there with... Calling for change uh and pressuring uh for some of the injustices to be uh fixed. Uh but ultimately I just really enjoyed everybody having a nice time this weekend. So yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah. What what about
1: you, Steve? F F F the monarchy. <laughs> Simon Byron MBE. It's gonna be That's clipped exactly. out straight <laughs> <That's laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, so uh you know I I I agree with you uh, to a point like the, you know, it's been really nice seeing the streets full of people having a good time and uh, excuses for events. A little bit of that London 2012 feeling yeah, yeah, of yeah. just something special happening and people using it as an excuse uh, to be kind to each other, which is enough, right? It's it's enough. Uh, today, Simon, I queued up for Free Ice cream.
0: The last time I was given free ice cream was in 2012. Right. I got a train back from Guildford into Waterloo. And uh, as I went through the ticket barriers, someone went, do you want, do you want, um, do you want an ice cream? I went, yeah.
1: Yeah, do. <laughs> and did. Got to the front of the uh, ice cream, or near the front of the queue. And one of our contacts said, abort, abort. There's free ice cream at the posh place up the road as well. Whoa, two free ice creams. Well, what would you do, Simon? In that situation, you are, I reckon, four people away from your free ice cream van, Mr Whippy ice cream. Oh, lovely. Up the road, rumours, unconfirmed, of free ice cream at the posh place.
0: You wait for four people to be served. You then receive your Mr Whippy, mm-hmm. the flake, I hope, mm-hmm. and you eat that on the way to the posh place.
1: That is exactly what I did.
0: Great minds.
1: <laughs> Tweedy minds. Two free ice creams today. Did you? Two free wow. ice creams. Yeah, God bless absolutely. the Queen. Absolutely. All right, time for the letters. Email, messages, and forward, BCC. One life letters. Okay, I'm going to open up the Discord. Simon, you've already opened up the inbox.
0: Yes, uh, we have a letter uh, from Jerome. Uh, Jeroen, um, who writes... Uh, it's pronounced different way,
1: Steve. No, I know. Uh, it's just, it's like, it's our first new letter writer for weeks. And all we have to do is not F this up. That's it. <laughs> and within, within seconds, you've got you mispronouncing the name and me giggling at that. Like, it's not the greatest start, is it? Should we start that again? No, let's keep going, because there's one thing, one life left is about it's about truth and beauty
0: and can't be bothered to, e- to edit bits out it sounds like
1: <laughs> also that's two things i'll edit that out later uh, off you go uh,
0: a letter from your own uh, says did team and ssg stroke vicky blake question mark wink smile uh, smiley face emoticon. Recently, I discovered that Glover, a 3D platformer from the 90s, in which you play as a glove solving puzzles, received a remake this year. Back when I first played it as a child, I remember there was this evil stitched up glove with glowing eyes constantly laughing at you as it sat high up in a tower overlooking the map and your every move. I never once finished the game because of the laughing glove, as I found it too unsettling as a child. But now, with this remake out, I might just revisit it to play it through once and for all. Are there any games you found too scary to play as a child but came back to later in life to show the game? Who's boss? Greetings. Uh, Actually, spelt it uh, differently. Uh, j J Rome. There we go. Um, From the Netherlands. Thank you for listening. Uh, Welcome to uh, the show. Um,
1: Games that terrified as a child. Do you have an answer for this, Steve? I'm not joking that, like literally a second ago, a shadow just moved across your camera really, really fast and it was super scary. Like, like, you know in those YouTube pop-up things where something goes across the foreground, like really fast scuttles. That's just happened in your shed right now.
0: Well, you're scaring me now. We do, do, do that thing, We go, Who, who's that behind you, Simon? <laughs> it's a fat pages. That was
1: horrifying. Um, so the, my immediate answer to this, as always, is, uh, it, well, I can answer the first half, I'm way too scared to play any Alien game. Um, like we've mentioned all those years ago when you showed Alien Resurrection to me on the PlayStation, and that was when I was basically a child. I'm not going back to that. Especially with those controls, and um, Doom, the original Doom, I still find like Doom really, really frightening when the lights flicker. I don't like that. That you know, I, how old was I? Was I playing that maybe fourteen or something like that. I don't want to go back to that. Maybe I could now. But I don't think I'd enjoy it.
0: Yeah, games were scary in different ways, weren't they? Um, mm. uh, I, I mean, like even being scared by things like. Um, uh, Impossible mission. Um, you know, we had the scary synthesised speak at the, the speech at the start, and sudden deaths as well. Mm. Um, found those pretty spooky. Uh, I was definitely scared by the original Resident Evil on PlayStation. Um, I found that uh, I did finish it, but I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Uh, and I won't be showing it who's boss because there is no question that it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dear team, and maybe SSG writes. Uh, Phil the Undercaretaker. I'm back from my holiday, dredging the canals of England for any unwanted and or regretted video game related purchases. It was a messy business. At a boatyard on the outskirts of Tamworth, we managed to fill three skips with drowned barcode battlers and gizmondo units, such as the popularity of chucking things in the canal. Anyway, this brought back fond memories of holidays in the past when heated rivalries between family members were born, and centred around high schools on Tetris, Game & Watch Donkey Kong or similar straightforward yet challenging games. Very Nintendo biased, now I think about it. In some instances, tickling <laughs> techniques such as tickling or dead arms were doled out to distract the current player. Has anyone else had any holiday based, video game related family rivalries? Or is it just that my family is weird? TTFN.
0: I wish I did. That sounds ideal. Let's go on holiday, Phil. <laughs> All of us. Down the canals. Down the canals. Um, no, uh, high school competitions, uh, but that wasn't me and my family really. Um, that was me and the other kids mm.
1: um,
0: down the arcades. Uh, no, now now it feels more collaborative. Now what we tend to do uh, when we're on holiday is um, uh, is cooperatively uh, try and collect as many tokens as possible so that we can. Um, you know, we can spend thirty quid on something that could have cost us two pounds.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I don't have any good answers to that as well, Phil. Uh, you'll be surprised to note that uh, most of my the sort of games at the moment I would like to play cooperatively, although my three year old increasingly needs us to declare that she won at the end of all of them. So,
0: <laughs> how very true.
1: Mm. Uh, do you have any more letters? I don't, know, but, but I was going also, to say, yeah.
0: well, I was just going to say um, that your uh, own, Jeroen uh, Jeroen, Jeroen, uh thank you for writing. I'm going to send you a copy of Golfie, uh, the roguelike deck building mini golf game that I published a couple of weeks ago to say thank you for your letter. Look at what happens if you write into the show, everybody.
1: Mm. I'm, doing that,
0: happen, I'm doing that right now. won't doing happen right to now.
1: these people, though. Uh, <laughs> from from Uppy17 uh dear team and almost certainly not a super special guest one of the people who is not the current sensible soccer world champion dominic diamond has started a newsletter with an associated podcast purely about video games with the majority of it hidden behind a paywall what 90s tv star other than simon byron would you pay to hear their thoughts about video games i'm going to go with katie puckrick i hear she wrote about half the letters into zero magazine What was the question?
0: (laughs) I was, I was emailing. (laughs) emailing. I'm just spreading the, I'm just spreading the love, Ste. Really Uh, hit it off, haven't you? Two things, two things. Um, I'm just dealing with that because if I don't send it now, I won't send it. And I've said that I'll do it right, so I do not want to let our new correspondent down secondly i got just reminded me i got an email from dominic diamond um over the over the jubilee what says more about says more about him than it does me because i wasn't <laughs> working um about this thing let me see um let me read it out uh da-da-da-da. yeah he's uh he's 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 writing in to say that uh he wants us to uh he wants to come back on and plug his new stuff um he uses the c word once Uh, about about a company we all know very well. Um, Yeah, okay. Well, maybe we'll be able to speak to Dominic about this sort of thing. Yeah, I'll get back to... Can I do that now? Or do I have to get... Or shall I wait
1: until I reply? Yeah, you can wait one more letter. Yes, I will do, yes. I hope that's a sufficient answer for you, Ben. It's not the answer to the question you were asking, (laughs) but it's... You know, but it is an answer. an answer. It's an answer. Hello, team. Hello, mom. Says Weasel Spoon. I'm sure she listens in. Uh, we're celebrating a woman in an expensive hat doing the same job for 70 years. What's your favourite monarch in video games? I'm going for Punch Out's King Hippo. Pip pip, Robert. Favorite monarch in video games. Ah, uh, Queen in Guitar Hero.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very good. The, there was a guitar hero. No, there was a sing star queen, wasn't there? Mm. Um, I was trying to think of whether the queen ever featured in the spitting image game. I'm sure she must have. She must have, and therefore that is my
1: answer. <laughs> good answer, Simon. Do you want a copy of Golfie? <laughs> <laughs> um, exceptional selection of letters this week. Thank yes. you all so much for writing in. Uh, if you want to write in, and uh, especially if you're a Especially if you're Jerome, or if you're a new writer, new listener, uh, please write in, email us at
0: team at onelifeleft.com.
1: You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We've been chatting about games now for about 45 minutes, and it's nearly time for the reviews do we have any other business Simon
0: um not for my end Steve uh, yeah I've been I've been a, I've been away from my keyboards for the last four days so I'm not on top of uh, everything as as much as I usually am which is not at all um
1: so yeah nothing for mine what about yours so we have a marioke gig coming up well actually we have two marioke gigs coming up over the next two weeks if you are in Finland, and you listen to the show, drop me a message, uh, because I may be able to get you into a private party uh, that's happening this Thursday for House marks birthday. Uh, wow! <laughs> I know, and we're so lucky to be going out there to celebrate uh, with them. Uh, they're one of my favourite games companies in the world, best friends of the show, and I couldn't be happier that we're going to go out there and sing stupid songs at them, <laughs> including... Um, the new one we've got about mark,
0: Is it by the KLF?
1: No. Wait, I'm trying to work through that joke.
0: Well, it's not a joke. It's just the song, which it's got uh, the name Returnal in it. Yeah, but that is
1: a joke for us. So yeah, it will be that. But also, okay. <laughs> no, we, wrote, we rewrote um, uh, The Bangles. Uh manic monday no like an egyptian
0: no uh the, the other one that they did eternal flame oh returnal flame! yes of course returnal game
1: uh so yeah. that so we'll be singing that at house mark and then yeah we'll close the night with uh klf so let's hope they don't listen to the show then we are back in peckham obviously i hope they do listen to the show They should listen to the show. Be furious if they don't. Uh, Then we'll be back in Peckham on Friday night this time, a week on Friday. Uh, We are singing uh, there, so please, please come along. There'll be new songs, including one by the KLF.
0: (laughs) Excellent. You heard it here first.
1: All right, let's do the reviews. Simon, what have you been playing this week? Well, Steve, is that the question?
0: Or is the question, what have you been finishing this week? (laughs) finally. I finished it. Did she make it? I'm going to give everybody the opportunity to uh, take their headphones out, pause the sound or skip ahead. We are talking about a plot point in the original Final Fantasy VII. Um, Going to talk about it now. Yes, she's still alive. What? Um... Well, so, um, they've split Final Fantasy into three games, and so it ends. And actually, you know, as far as I remember, there's very, very little, uh, in common with, um, the original game, apart from the characters and the arc. Uh, there's so much incidental stuff that is brand new. Um, I thought there was a little. I thought they'd, they'd, uh, they'd pulled the rug on me, Steve, when, um,. Something else happened, and I was like, oh, that's very clever. But anyway, that uh, was uh, – it wasn't as I suspected. Um, but, yeah, so, so uh, she she she's still alive currently. Uh, and, and, but if I were her, I would be apprehensive about games mm. two and three. When's, um, so when's game two out? Don't know. Uh, and don't know how uh, – whether – uh, the save files are going to carry over, or sort of any of that stuff. So there's a lot, lots of unanswered questions. Mm. I thoroughly enjoyed it, though, and I have to say, if it wasn't for the Steam Deck, uh, I wouldn't have finished it. So I'm very grateful, Gabe. Thank you very much for allowing me to spend £500 on your hardware. <laughs> 7 out of 10. Uh, but the new game I've been playing this week is Sniper Elite. What more could you... What could be a palate cleanser Man. from um, all, you know, all of your... Uh, juggling orbs and materia and <laughs> weapons. What could be a pallet cleanser
1: than shooting Germans? So you've um, played and... all of these games, right? Like, because I feel like every year you review a new Sniper Elite game. I do, I do, and people look forward to it, Steve. Because, they
0: do. Uh, well, I only got into them on the Switch versions. I played two, three, and four. Okay. Uh, on on the Switch, um, and so this is my first PC version of the game, and. Um, yeah, I, mean, I have to say I feel a bit a bit sorry for my Switch I, I've not touched it since I've got my hands on Gabe's hardware uh, and so I've just been playing <laughs> for about an hour and a half because that's how long the battery lasts um, PC games uh, handheld and so yeah uh, you, you know it, it is it's only by seeing the PC build uh, that you realise the compromises that have been made in previous games and so it's nice to play uh, with it just looks gorgeous moves I'm going to get a 40 FPS you know that's uh, that seems to me to be a healthy compromise between uh, fidelity and performance, uh, and uh, battery life. Um, so uh, yeah, and it's um, it's great. I'm only a couple of maps in at the moment, but it's uh, it's it's Sniper Elite. Uh, all the things you love about it, by which I mean the slow mo action shots, but uh, in a slightly uh, bigger sandbox world um, with. Talking of games that scare you, a new terrifying multiplayer feature, which I have got very firmly switched off, (laughs) uh, which um, enables other people to come in and kill you. Um, (laughs) What a uh, feature. What a feature. So, yeah, you can be happily playing. uh, You can play single player or co-op. You can be happily trying to complete a level. If If you leave your internet door open, which I don't, but if you do, other people can come in as an elite sniper and try and take you out. And so, having read about this, this warning comes up that, that there's somebody in your game, very similar to what happened in Death and, and, and similar to what I understand happens in the Dark Souls games. You invade someone else's uh, game. Uh, they have certain perks and buffs. Uh, it sounds, I mean, it does sound quite exciting. I would like to type to try it, but I am too much of a coward to. Uh, but thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, like I say, it just looks lovely on on the old Steam Deck. Um, I love uh, how uh, it, it appears to be giving you more things to play with, uh, different ways to tackle stuff, uh, so yeah, excellent very happy to be back 7 out of 10
1: I played quite a few things uh, for brief periods this week because uh, that's how I'm winding down the moment is uh, trying to find new things to play and some of them have been in like, my two playlists for a while I played Oli Oli World uh, have you played oh, it's good isn't
0: it yeah I played on I played, that's the last thing I've played on the switch actually right.
1: what a beautiful take on mm. on such a simple and pure game previously and you'd be like how can you make this a richer experience visually uh, uh you know in a, a more sort of full world it's just really perfectly executed like so stylish as well uh, and charming and wholesome and just inclusive it's just Absolutely fantastic! I hope I will go back to that as well because I really, really enjoyed it.
0: I got I got quite far in it, and um, what struck me about this one was I've I've always secretly and please don't tell the roll seven boys I've always found the other Ollie Ollie games quite hard. Mm. Um, whereas this one just yeah I just got in the groove you know I was just bored in, uh, <laughs> like life like, like the young people do. Uh, yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed
1: it. Uh, played more on Cat Cafe Manager, my daughter's uh, favourite game. If I manage to, this is the point where I will splice in some of her reactions to seeing her favourite cat in the game. He's here! Shadow cat, Shadow cat! He's here! He's here! I love you. Shadow cat.
0: So adorable, Steve. I'm- I'm assuming. I would
1: describe it as violent, but, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love violence, though. Uh, I find it
1: cute. She is deeply in love with that game. We're progressing towards the end of it. It's very, very, very simple, uh, but it's perfect for her. I played Power Wash Simulator. It's another game we've talked about on the show before, haven't we? Uh, Did you play it? You loved it so much at the time did you want to sign it is
0: that right oh it's very easy to look back at games that you didn't sign or that uh games at which you said i think we should sign this and other people said no um (laughs) it's very easy to look back at those um uh yeah i'm i'm familiar with it i i I was uh i was chatting to the guys as they were um working on it uh gave them them some feedback early on uh, which apparently is very well well received uh didn't sign it um, it's the only game I've ever played which has made the hair on my arms stand up really? uh, the just the audio in it is incredible right um, and yeah it's uh, you know I found it enormously satisfying and I'm really really happy to see their success
1: I would describe it as deliciously boring like it's so perfectly mundane and satisfying in a weird way in the I get to sort of like near the end. and I'm like, yeah, this this will be the last thing I do. Don't really want to play it anymore after this. And I'll turn it on. I'll turn it off. And then an hour later, I'll be like, I'll, d- I'll just go back in there and, and clean that shed. I'll just finish that shed up. And it's just, it's just nice. It's just clever. It's one of those ideas you wish you'd thought of. Uh, and or wish you'd signed, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm very pleased that I didn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so I've been playing those, but the game that I actually, uh, 7 out of 10 to to, to both of those, but the game that I really want to talk about is a, a, a much smaller game than that. It's a game called Insight. Uh, Insight had me at the Steam preview picture, which I looked at and was just like, hello, that's my type of thing, which is in that weird place where a game is almost a puzzle that could play out on the pages of a newspaper but can't because it needs to be some kind of interactivity. Or you need to be able to get it wrong in order to get it right, and that would involve a lot of erasing in a newspaper page or whatever. Whatever, Insight looked like that, and so it proves it's a game where you have to trace a line across a grid around some shapes, and it's not clear what the rules are. But after completing puzzle one, you sort of understand the rules, and then completing two, and then three, and slowly the rules evolve, and so they get more complicated. The grids get more complicated and after 10 or 12 it goes, cool, you get that rule, now we'll move on to a completely different set of rules. And sometimes after one or two of those puzzles, you think you understand the rules, and then you try that rule on puzzle four and it doesn't work and you have to go back and look at puzzle one and two and go, okay, so what were the conditions that made those work that could apply to puzzle four as well? Uh, It's so broad, it has so many ideas And it does the thing that I I last recognized in Super Mario Odyssey, where it comes up with a game mechanic and then after two or three times it goes, Anyway, you get it now. Here's something else. It's completely uh, pure and minimalist. Um, I have this just nagging feeling that if it was by an indie darling and it had some thin narrative about heartbreak, (laughs) <laughs> uh, as you wandered around, it would be the game of the year from so many, you know, uh, hipster indie devs. Uh, as it is, it's got I think twenty reviews or something on Steam. Uh, but I, I genuinely think it's phenomenal. It's a couple of quid, uh, and you should if if that sort of thing sounds like your sort of thing, you shouldn't hesitate. You should go and buy it now. There've been two moments I was enthusing about it on Twitter last night. Uh, And since I posted that, there've been two moments that literally one made my jaw drop uh, and one made me swear in a sort of laughy way. Oh, F off at the TV, like delighted in the designers construction of a puzzle. Uh, Maybe it is just for game designers. I don't know. Maybe it's too cool for you guys listening. Maybe you wouldn't understand it. Maybe you wouldn't like it. Well, I tell
0: you, I tell you what, Steve, I've I had a pretty good week on the old Steam Community Market. I've sold a lot of uh, sold a lot of things. I got £1.88 in my uh, in my bank balance at the moment. I'm going to buy it. Really? Now, buy it now. I'm going to purchase it myself. I'm going to
1: have to refund that to you in <laughs> next time we see you. Uh, <laughs> Great. It I. It's I, amazing. I love it so much. Uh, anyway, yeah, seven out of ten. And uh, please, 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 reader, listener out there. Uh, buy that game and then validate me by writing a nice letter about it. Good stuff. That's it, I think, isn't it? Well,
0: we're, we're up against it, I think. Yep, again.
1: All right, cool. Uh, thank you, Simon. Really enjoyed today, as always. Yes. Nice uh, to see you. Happy Jubilee! Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you, of course, to Resonance FM for hosting. Uh, and we will see you next week. Until then, goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>